0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hi Cardinal fans, I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, corks one in the right, down the line, it may go! And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go
0: crazy, folks, go crazy!
1: Here's your host, Brent McMillan.
2: Not many people get to manage, definitely uh, not for an organization like this. It, it, it's one thing to manage, it's another thing to manage for one of the most historic organizations, not only in all of baseball, but all of sports. I'm truly looking forward to the accountability that comes with
3: that and the responsibility, responsibility of leading. That was Oliver Ali Marmol, the 51st manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, just the fourth skipper during the DeWitt tenure since 1996. Welcome to the show. My name is Brett McMillan. Glad to have you as we let you hear the entire media availability with Ollie, President of Baseball Operations John Mosaylock, and Chairman and CEO Bill DeWitt Jr. as they met with the media to discuss Ollie taking over this new role. Of course, he's no stranger to the Cardinals' dugout. He was a base coach in 17 and 18, was Mike Schilt's bench coach in 2019, 20, and 21 and now becomes the manager of the club here. 35 years old, the youngest active manager in the big leagues. Long before he was in the major league dugout, he was working in the Cardinals minor league system. First as a player, he was drafted in the sixth round and played about 150 games or so at Palm Beach after being drafted in the late 2000s, and then in 2011, He eventually moved into a uh, role where he was helping develop players at the minor league level as both a manager and as a coach before eventually coming up to St. Louis. All right, we're going to get right to it here. We'll let you hear these questions. Members of the Cardinals media relations team will be calling out uh, reporters and their affiliates as they ask their questions so you'll know who's posing it. We did make some edits just for brevity, nothing for content but remove some pauses where maybe there was a little bit of awkward Zoom lag or there was a section as well that was conducted primarily in Spanish because Ali is fluent in Spanish. We took that chunk out just because we didn't want it to uh, to break up the flow if you are not a a Spanish speaker. That is what we are about to hear. It's Ali Marmol, manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. I'm
1: pleased to announce that Ali Marmol, will be the 51st Cardinals manager. As you know, Ollie has spent his entire career in the Cardinals organization as a player, manager, coach, and three years as our major league bench coach. He has excellent working relationships with players, coaches, and staff at all levels of the organization. We believe Ollie possesses strong managerial skills that will allow for the Cardinals success to continue well into the future. So Brian, I'll turn it back to you. Okay, thank you, Bill. Joining uh, us today, of course, Bill, who you just heard from and uh, Cardinals president of baseball operation, John Moselock and vice president, general manager, Michael Gersh. And then our special announcement, uh, which uh, Bill just made uh, the newest manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Oliver Ali Marmol. Now we'll turn it over to Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak. Good morning. Exciting day for the St. Louis
4: Cardinals. As we sit here today, like many of you, I did not think we'd be introducing a new manager for the 2022 season, but here we are. Perhaps the simplest question is, why Ollie Marble? So let me try to answer that. Ollie understands what we've been trying to do, what we need to do, and what we want to do in the future. Ollie has a long history of being part of the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Drafted by the Cardinals in 2007, coaching and managing in the minor leagues, first base coach and bench coach at the major leagues. He has learned from so many talented baseball people. He, is, he has excellent relationships throughout our entire organization. He is interested in both traditional baseball values as well as the modern tools that are available today. Now, many of you are still confused on why we are here in the first place. Perhaps our explanation on this was a bit vague, but it had to be made. So let me give you some details behind this. We had internal issues we felt we could not resolve. We felt the best path forward was to make a change for the organization regardless if it was not a popular one. We did not take this lightly. As you can imagine, we gave this deep reflection and thought, but in the end, we had to make a change. Today is about Ollie. Our entire organization is excited about him getting this opportunity and being named the 51st manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Ollie will bring his own voice to this position and we look forward to all of us taking this team to the next level. So thank you.
1: At this time, please to announce and introduce Oliver Ali-Marmal for some remarks regarding today's announcement.
2: Appreciate it, Brian, thank you. Um, this is an exciting day. I'm, uh, I'm honored to sit here and just uh, hear you guys speak and present this opportunity to me and, and my family. I'd like to uh, take a moment and just uh, thank the DeWitt family um, this past week, just being able to, to speak with Bill, and uh, it's evident that this organization franchise is absolutely dear to his heart and his family's heart. And uh, they've built a winning tradition and a rich history here that is absolutely remarkable. Um, for them to trust me to be a caretaker of that is incredibly humbling. So thank you for that. Um, I'd also like to thank Mo and Gersh um, for your continued trust. Um, You guys have invested time in me and I'm appreciative of that. Um, Being able to strategize with you on how to build upon the success that this organization has had and how to move it forward um, gives me, it just energizes me, it really does. And uh, I look forward to doing that alongside both of you. So thank you. Um, I'd also like to take a minute to thank some of the mentors that I've had within this organization that have made this opportunity possible. And uh, that being Gary LaRock, Mark DeJohn, and Mike Schilt. Um, The three of them have invested heavily not only in their time and energy, but also their wisdom, and have allowed me to be equipped with this opportunity and are supportive of uh, the opportunity that's at hand now. So I'd like to take a minute and just thank them and I'll continue to build upon what I've learned from them in order to move this forward. So thank you. Um, I'd also like to take a minute to thank my family. Uh, my parents, my brothers, the sacrifices that have taken place early on in order for, for this to be real um, are numerous. and. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. And last but not least, uh, more important than than anybody, I've named my wife. Um, she's an absolute stud, and uh, it's uh, it's extremely difficult to be a wife of a player coming up through the minor leagues and 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 getting to the big leagues. It's it's near insanity to be a wife of a of a coach coming up through the system. And some of the sacrifices and stories are are great, um, but I'm appreciative of her support. Um, so thank you. Um, and then lastly, but not many people get to manage. Um, definitely uh, not for an organization like this. It, it's one thing to manage; it's another thing to manage for one of the most historic organizations, not only in all of baseball but all of sports. And uh, I'm truly looking forward to the accountability that comes with that and the responsibility responsibility of leading uh, this staff and players to another championship.
1: So, thank you. Thank you, Ollie. Congratulations. At this time, we'll open up to uh, question and answer portion of the program. Again, a reminder to use your raise hand function, and we'll start with Jim Hayes of Bally's Midwest.
0: Hi, Ollie. Um, congratulations, sir.
1: Appreciate it, Jim. Um,
0: my question is, you know, you mentioned some of the people that were your mentors. Obviously, Shilty was one of them. Um, I know you guys were close. Um, what things do you take away from him uh, in terms of your approach or what will be your approach, and how do you think you might be a little different from
2: uh, the way Schulte, um was, was trying to direct the team? Uh, sure, um, I, I take a lot from him. Um, he invested heavily and put his name on me when I was in the minor leagues as a staff member. Um, and what I'll take away from him is his attention to detail. I mean, I think it's, it's evident we've all noticed um, the improvements in certain areas of how we play the game. And that comes with, he made it important to himself, to the staff, which makes it important to the players. And, and you saw a lot of that cleaned up. So I, I take a lot of that from, from Um His attention to detail was was great. Um, when you asked me how we do things different, for me, it's um, it's not so much different, Jim, as much as how do we build upon the success that this organization has had? Because we've won here, okay? And, and it's more so building upon that. And, and for me, that that comes with a heavy emphasis on integrating departments um there's just so much information at hand and being collaborative not only with the front office but with baseball development with the performance department um with the analytic department. there's just so much that we can tap into that will allow us to move this forward in a way that uh i'm truly energized to do thank you and again congrats sir thank you
1: we'll now go to frank cusimano case st louis
0: ollie
5: Congratulations on the job. At what age did you kind of know that this was going to be your profession? I know you were drafted by the Cardinals and developed by the Cardinals, but there probably had to have been a point where you knew that I'm not going to make it as a player. I know I want to do this as my job.
2: Frank, I think it was after my third year of hitting a buck 90. Um, (laughs) That came to be. I mean, I remember... And I've, I spoke with Derek about this in the past a couple of years ago. I remember sitting there in um, one of the backfields in Jupiter during spring training and LaRusso would come and speak to the group. And um, I was sitting there as a player listening to him speak and, and I was taking it in as more as a, as a coach than a player. I wasn't looking to apply it as a player as much as me. And some of the things that are coming out of his mouth are, are meaningful and I wanna make sure that I can carry that on at some point. Um, for this organization on the other side of the fence. Um, and that's when I realized that truly uh, my passion lied in inf- more in influencing um, the people around me and not so much uh, playing. I've never got a niche to play again. Once I, once I hung it up, um, I was pretty convinced that this is something I, I definitely wanted to do. Edie Wu with The Athletic. Um, Ali, I'll, I'll just start with you again. Congratulations. And, you know, 2022 has long been estimated as the Cardinals' biggest window of contention there's a lot of challenges that come with being a first year major league manager. How do you expect to temper those while meeting the lofty expectations set for this organization next year? Yeah, great question. And it's a real one. Um, I've always been very intentional about surrounding myself with people that will mitigate as much of that risk as possible. That goes for one, the front office and the people that have invested in me um, and uh, the staff that we have um, are great at what they do. Um, My job is to tap into as many of those resources as possible, as possible. And, and the reality is, will mistakes be made? Absolutely. Um, but finding solutions in real time and, uh, and patching it is, is part of the gig. So um, as far as first year manager, it comes with this challenges. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be intentional about getting ahead of the curve, um, but uh, I'm definitely excited. And secondly, you'll be the first person of color to manage this Cardinals organization in over half a century. What does that mean to you? it's meaningful. It it really is. Um, I mean, there's, there's plenty to talk about if you look back and just rewind to, I mean, some of the neighborhoods we lived in early on in Miami, and you look at um, these opportunities don't, don't come across the table uh, to the majority of the people that, um, that grew up like that. And uh, for them to be able to identify and see Someone of color in a position of leadership, especially for a franchise, a winning franchise, uh, one with the history that the St. Louis Cardinals has is extremely meaningful. Um, what I would say is that hopefully they see this as an opportunity to a couple of things. One, if you can be intentional with how you you structure your days, um, who you surround yourself with, and then just what's possible when you, when you truly dedicate yourself to your craft. Um, but to answer your question, it's extremely meaningful. So thank you. Mo, just one question for you. While understanding that you are not going to expand further on the uh, the differences between you and or the front office and Mike Schilt, what was the the thought process in hiring Ollie who works so closely under Schilt and, and understanding that maybe there there might be some similarities and an overlap on how they they work?
4: So so overall, obviously um when you look at Ollie's career and his career development, there's there's a lot of connections and and you know, dotted lines to a lot of the similar mentors. And and so when you look at at where we are today though, as I stated, uh, when we opened this was that, that Ollie's gonna have his own voice. He's gonna be able to put his own fingerprints on this. And, you know, ultimately you hope and, and expect that he learned to, to do things in his own way and one that he has a lot of confidence in. And so I think the, the easiest takeaway for you might simply be to say that I think Ollie learned a lot, he saw a lot, and now he has an opportunity to grow from that.
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Ben Fredrickson, St. Louis Post-Dispatch.
5: Hey, Ali, congrats. Um, I'm curious, uh, you know, how you've seen the role of manager change um, since the days that you were playing for managers and started your path to become a manager um, and, and how you kind of view the role of the modern manager. You touched on it a little bit. It's kind of where where how has it changed in your time in baseball and, and where is it now?
2: Yeah I appreciate the question. I think at times there's a there's a misunderstanding as to kind of the newer managers or you read about what that looks like when it comes to just just saying yes to the front office or it's a matter of being collaborative with the resources that are at hand. It's a matter of being collaborative with the departments that are continuing to grow within each organization i mean when you look at what that could look like if there's true synergy between the front office the baseball development department and your on-field mm-hmm. staff there's an opportunity to do a couple things it's it's being able to understand why you're acquiring certain players how to best use those players whether that's starting rotation bullpen platoon guy lineup construction there's just so many different facets to it that there can be synergy there and then understanding as well how to implement some feedback loops to make sure that there's accountability to your decision-making, right? Like there's just so much information at hand that can be used. And when you work in a collaborative manner with the front office and your analytics department, it allows you to get feedback on, are the decisions you're making sustainable over 162? Um, What decisions are you making that are? What decisions are you making that aren't? Um, So it's more of a a collaborative mindset uh, to answer your question with how, managers are operating today, opposed to 10, 15 years ago.
1: Derek cool. St. Louis Post Dispatch?
2: Congratulations, Ollie. Uh, as <laughs> we've, we've talked a
0: lot through the years, um, but Mo touched on it there right in the beginning about how sudden this was, and even you know probably was for the coaching staff to start the year one way and then suddenly have the position of manager open. I wondered if you could speak to a little bit about what that was like for you, but also how that informs maybe the previous 24 hours or your first week in the business or in this role as you kind of take a clubhouse that might have gone through a shock at the end of the season and bring it back together for next season.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really important how um, this next week, just uh, the overall communication with the staff, the players, um, I've started some of that um to make sure that we are we're gaining ground in the direction that we want to go um but yeah to your point it, it's something that that took certain people by shock and um at the end of the day the reality there is is a lot of this usually ends in divorce right like it, it's part of the gig it's part of the industry there'll be a day where where it's my turn you know um that's just how this works um so shocking yes i've had conversations with with Mike and everybody. And um, we're in a good spot. Um, that, that's the best way I can answer that. But uh, as far as moving this forward, to your point, it's gonna be very important. It's gonna be very important, just overall communication and get everybody on the same page, which um, I don't think will be difficult at all.
0: Mo, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Given the way that the, that the, that the move happened, um, how much did you think about and kind of weigh the idea of bringing somebody from the outside in, with a new voice versus staying internally prioritizing the continuity we've talked a lot about but also kind of capitalizing on the momentum you had could you walk us through how much you looked outside the organization and then went in the direction of Ali of and staying true within
4: right obviously we know the outcome we stayed internal um as, as all this was going down we definitely looked at potential outside candidates but ultimately our, our comfort comfort level of keeping that continuity and, and really building on what we have going. Um, you know, when I spent some time talking to players, other staff members, I, I mean, net net, we felt like we were in a really good place directionally where we were headed. And so we felt Ollie could, could really be that uh, seamless transition to where we're trying to get to.
0: Did you, did you see it all the importance too, of maybe having a unifier or somebody you knew who had, already kind of thrived in that rule coming out of this?
4: Again, I like when you say unifier, I, I'm not exactly sure that is exactly what we had to have, but having someone that, that understood a lot of what was happening downstairs, um, I think will obviously help with that transition. And from a leadership standpoint, I think Ollie's the right man for the job at this time. Randy
1: Character, ESPN 101, St.
5: Louis. Ali, uh, congratulations. Uh, you're gonna be managing a couple of guys that were playing in the majors before you were even drafted. Uh, how do you go about that? Mo just talked about leadership. How do you go about leading guys like Ueno and Yadi
2: Molina? Great question. Um, and, and the way I look at that, I've never thought of my my age as something that has an impact one way or another, positive or negative. I think when when it comes down to leadership and just overall, having the respect of that clubhouse a couple things come to mind um and for me that's if the player knows that you care if the player knows that you're prepared and you have your thoughts organized when you approach them and you can make them better they listen to you um and on the other hand if if you're not prepared if they know you don't care and they're you're more worried about yourself than them um, and you can't get them better they don't listen to you so for me Age is not an impediment there. It's just a matter of preparation, organization, and making sure that you're intentional, that every time you have a conversation with one of them, that you know exactly how you want them to experience that conversation and walk out of the room knowing. If you do that well, you earn their respect. And uh, it takes a while to earn that, and you can lose it pretty quickly. Um, So leadership for me is more about the intentionality behind that more than just the age. Yeah. Okay, great, thanks. And
5: Mo, one quick one for you. Uh, Dave Roberts mentioned last week when the Dodgers were going to start an opener. He said, hey, I I have one vote here. Can you talk, uh, Mo, to uh, the level of autonomy that you want your manager to have uh, about the collaboration that uh, on a daily basis, putting together lineups and determining at 2 o'clock what will happen in the seventh inning, things like that. Well, I think
4: we'll keep doing it the way we always have. We've given the manager a lot of autonomy on how he thinks about lineups, how he thinks about using his pitching staff. But to, to echo what Ollie said, I mean, there is a level of collaboration with what you have going on upstairs. I mean, when you think about analytics and, and you hear things like the performance department or, or baseball dev, these are all groups that are looking at, at data to help make your, the best decisions possible. So, you know, having Ollie be working with that, having his coaching staff work with that is something that we want to continue. But, you know, ultimately, we're hiring him to be the manager. And so he will be given some autonomy. Jordan Cohen,
1: Associated Press.
2: Hey, Ali. Uh, congratulations again. Um, I was wondering if you could speak to after what happened with Mike. I mean, obviously, these jobs are very precious and difficult to get. But after what happened with Mike, did you have some questions that you needed answered when you started talking to uh, Mo and um, everybody within the organization uh, about the job? Um, we had some really good conversations right after. Um, And it was more so what the organization was looking for out of this position. Um, There was clarity to it um, in the way it was described to me by um, Mr. DeWitt, by Mo, by Gersh. And um, after our conversation, our initial conversation, there was very little questions I had as to how to execute my job and what they actually wanted. So uh, uh, I would say there was complete clarity to that once we got on the phone.
1: Benjamin Hockman, St. Louis Post Dispatch.
6: Congrats, Ali. Wanted to ask the idea of of field managing, in-game managing. How much, can you describe the role of the analytics in decisions you make at the snap of a fingers compared to the decisions you make with analytics with uh, who should play left field, who should come out of the pen, things like that?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there's a preparation that goes into it. So when you say like in the in the moment, I think those are still um, prepared prior to the game starting for what situations may present themselves and then how to go ahead and make the right decision once they do. Um, when it comes to the lineup construction and things of that nature, I think there's, there's enough information out there for us to be able to optimize our lineup. Sure, there's certain guys that um, prefer to hit somewhere in the order, but the, the majority of them, um, when you look at it, there's an opportunity to optimize the lineup on a daily basis. Um, will there be continuity? Yes. Um, but when I say optimize, depending on who we're facing, um, it could look different on a daily basis. Um, that's just part of of the gig. Um, when it comes to in-game decisions, they're just, I mean, you can get as detailed as you want. Uh, then when it comes to starting the runner, 3-2 count, I mean, what what are the odds of actually striking him out, throw him out, compared to him putting it in play, depending on who you're facing? There, there's just so many things that you can look at to make sure that you are making those small, tiny decisions that may look like, they aren't meaningful uh, at the end of nine innings, at the end of 162 games, they they matter. Um, so those are just examples of some that we'll prepare ahead of time. Um, and then some that have more to do with line of construction and bullpen usage.
6: And a, thank you. And a quick follow-up, Ollie is, is similar to uh, piggybacking off Katie Wu's question about the importantness, that's not a word I just made the importantness of the 2022 season. Can you just describe, I mean, if you guys make the playoffs, if any, many other teams make the playoffs and lose in the first round, they're like, oh well, they made the playoffs. But with the St. Louis Cardinals, the way things are going, to me at least, it seems like you got to make a run. Can you describe the, the, uh, the, the fire that is, is that scenario?
2: Absolutely. Um, the expectations for this organization has always been the same to win a World Series. Um, Losing in the wild card game or losing in the NLCS is no different. Sure, you have a little bit more pride and we made it further, but at the end of the day, a championship is the goal, and anything less than that is a disappointment. This year in 2022 is no different. Um, we will prepare in a way to take our shot at a championship, um, and anything less than that will be a disappointment.
1: But Grimsley, KMO, TV, St. Louis.
2: Congratulations, Ollie. I know that you said that your age is something that you not you don't really think about, but do you also see it as an advantage that you are so close in age and even some in some ways younger than some of the players? Do you see this as an advantage for you um, when it comes to really connecting with the players? No, I I, I don't. And I, I wish I said, yeah, it's a huge advantage. I, I think you can be... 35 you can be 75 it like your ability and your skill set to connect with the player is like the age doesn't doesn't play a role in it in my opinion I think how intentional you are with the conversations that you have with your staff and your players is what gains you that respect um, and that trust so for me is being closer in age to a lot of the players an advantage I, I don't see it one way or another I think um what's going to allow me to have success with our players and our staff is, is just gaining their respect through how I communicate with them. Thank you. And Moselog, if I could just ask you a quick question. Uh, I know that you said that this kind of came quickly, but you did do, you know, a thorough interview process. Was there a defining moment with Ollie when it came to this is our guy, we know moving forward that this is who we're going to go with.
4: Like, like I stated, um, In the release i really felt like ollie was going to be a major league manager at some point i did not think it was necessarily going to be 2022 but so i you know when you look at at how he was developing growing and really being groomed ultimately to to be a big league manager i knew his day would come um so here we are but you know in terms of of looking at it relative to what was outside the organization too it really just came down to our internal comfort level and knowing that, um, now that his time has come, he's ready for it. We're excited about him having this
1: opportunity. The Saint St. Louis post dispatch. I have two, one for Ali, one for Mo. Uh, first, Ali hats off to you. Um, Thank you. How often when you and Schulte discuss strategy, did he go ahead and use something that you had in mind rather than something that he had in mind initially himself?
2: Gosh, when, when you talk about a nine inning game, it's just a, a three hour conversation and and it's it's constant. It has to be someone that you absolutely trust, that you are OK disagreeing with um, and moving on. And that's that's the relationship that we had as far as how often he used some of the things that I would suggest. Um, it was 50 50. I mean, sometimes I would suggest something he would think I'm crazy. And there's times where he would, wouldn't think I'm crazy, you know, so it's just. Um, it's a constant conversation. Part of the gig as a bench coach is just posing an argument for another option. Um, sometimes you post something just to make sure that you're not missing it, right? And um, that, that'd be the case often. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to put a number on or a percentage on if you would use my information next amount of time. It's just It was just a constant conversation throughout the course of the game.
1: Thank you. And Mo, how soon will it be before you have your coaching staff finalized?
2: So that's something
4: that uh, Ollie and the rest of us are working through right now. Obviously, we're going to have to um, replace Ollie's position as bench coach so that there are some internal candidates that have shown interest in that, and there are some external candidates that um, have shown interest as well. So you know, ultimately, it will take the next week or so to work through all of this, and uh, hopefully by the time we get to the end of the World Series, we'll have everything in
1: place. Jeff Jones, Belleville News Democrat.
5: Ali, congratulations. Uh, to Commissioner's to point there, I guess, a little bit into so what, what Mo was speaking of as well. What will you look for in terms of staff collaboration and, and the way that you sort of want to work with the folks that you obviously you've been on the staff with for a long time and that you know well, as well as maybe sort of possibly bringing folks in from
2: the outside. How, how, do, you, how do you view that as, as part of your role here? Hey Jeff, appreciate the question. Um, we're excited about our staff. Uh, we're excited about them uh, coming back. Um, our staff has done a, an unbelievable job over the years, our, our corner guys as far as first and third, and just the way um, the detail that's that's been behind our base running and our defense, um, I'm excited about the staff coming back. To, to most point, we will have to replace my position in the bench coach, and we'll look at internal candidates for that as well as some people from the outside and, and make the right decision to move this in the direction that we need to. Um, but as far as staff goes, we uh, – I'm excited about the job that the staff has done over the last few years here. And then, Mo, you
5: mentioned that you didn't expect to be making this announcement. You didn't expect to be making a change this offseason. Did the fact that you knew you had Ollie as an option push that in a given direction? Was Were, were you looking at the decision in, in point in terms of, if we make this decision, we can transition to Ollie and it will be seamless and kind of continue the way we want to go?
4: I'd have to say yes. Um... Obviously, that was not um, what was driving us to make this decision in terms of of, of the change in, in manager. But knowing that that Ali was an internal candidate did give you some level of confidence that you could move forward without taking a step backwards. So yes,
1: Manuel Gomez.
5: Congratulations, Ali, on on uh, on your promotion. Thank you.
3: Uh, I wanted to ask a two-part question. Um, describe how you felt when you learned that you. We're getting this job. And
2: uh, who was the first person you told? It was uh, mixed emotions. Um, As a lot of people on this call know, I I was close with Mike. Uh, So there's mixed emotions of receiving the job um, and what would need to happen or what took place for that to to be real. Um, So there's mixed emotions there for sure. To answer your second question, the first person I told was was my wife. Um, we, We talked through that and the opportunity and we were excited about it. But overall mixed emotions, it was good to be able to uh, once everything got cleared up and, and we came to terms to, to have that conversation with uh, with Mike and uh, received his support for moving this organization forward and uh, yeah, we're excited.
1: Martin Kilcoin,
2: KTBI
1: St. Louis. Hey, uh, this question is for Mo. Mo, based on everything
2: you said about
4: how it came up quickly. Is it fair to say when you got on the plane in LA, headed back to St. Louis, you were not planning on a managerial change? Uh, if you're trying to recreate a timeline, I would say that's true. Yes, you're, you're and then, accurate. And then what? What would you say about the narrative? The, you know how it's the front office calls all the shots, or the evolution of the baseball manager. What do you think is accurate there, and is some of that misstated? I think that's being unfairly mischaracterized, for sure. I feel like um, you know when you look at our front office. Do we try to be progressive yes do we try to use current tools that are available to make our decisions yes Um, but i also feel and and i think ollie could attest to this that we do give the clubhouse some autonomy and how they think about decisions and 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 ultimately how they make decisions so i think that narrative that we've been reading a lot about or hearing a lot about is not accurate again i know that we've been a little vague on on the details of this but As I stated uh, earlier, this is really about Ollie. I I think this is uh, an exciting day for the Cardinals, and uh, I really want to embrace that moment.
5: And a question for Bill. Bill, just give us your take early on with Ollie, how you've seen him sort of
1: grow up in the organization. It was very impressive. You know, he transitioned at a young age um, into coaching and managing and became a bench coach at a very young age. So, you know, it was clear he had the talent and – you know, the baseball knowledge to to move him up the line that quickly. I mean, he was a very young bench coach. Uh, He's become, you know, a very young manager, but, you know, as I've often said, I'd rather have talent than experience. And, um, you know, he fit that bill. He fortunately had experience. I mean, he paid his dues along the way. And, you know, when he got to the big league level as a coach, you know, he, he kept getting picked for better opportunities. And he was a young bench coach and did a great job. And, you know, he's got such a great knowledge of the game. He's, he's got good relationships with, you know, all of the players and staff. And, you know, it, it, he's been, you know, an impressive talent coming through the system. So he was always on the radar, you know, I shouldn't say always, but the last number of years, been on the radar as a managerial uh, candidate. Zach Silver, MLB.com.
2: Hey, Ali, congrats on the, the new role. Um, you know, obviously the baseball thing kind of comes as the year goes, but one thing I'm curious about is how do you describe just your interpersonal skills of working with players, working with coaches? Where do you feel like that's kind of developed along this, this path you've taken? And, and where do you sort of think those, those wisdom and, and that, that aspect of, of your path and you, just your, your role now is, is kind of taken from over the past years? I honestly think that's one of the most important parts of the, of the job is being able to communicate clearly to not only your staff and the players, but the front office and, and all the other departments. I think uh, with as much as we have, as far as resources with with the growing departments, you, your ability to communicate clearly um, is key. Um, and it's something I, I pride myself in and being able to um, be a good listener, be observant, um, actually hear what people are saying in, in order to fulfill what, what they're asking. Um, and being able to hear what the players want as well. Um, there's a, this gig involves a lot of tough conversations. It just does, uh, with staff, with players, um, and your ability to do that in a way where it's not personal, where you're actually, um, looking at it from the standpoint of like, what is possible for you if we get this right, um, is the key to this. So when you ask about just overall communication skills, that's something that, uh, I- I'm looking forward to to doing well. Is there, I guess, a way where, I mean, maybe you've done this a little bit over the past several years, but knowing when a player needs a, needs a conversation, knowing when it's time to step away, I guess, how have you sort of seen that aspect of what this job is going to entail and how have you sort of learned from that over the past several years? Yeah, and, and, and that's just having a feel for for the people that, that you're around. Um, there's certain times where, where people need that tough conversation. There's time where they need a little bit of encouragement. Um, and when you get that wrong, that's where there's a rub, right? So like your ability to know uh, when a player needs that, when they don't need it, when they need to be left alone, um, is extremely important. Uh, that goes for staff as well. Is definitely, in my opinion, one of the most important parts of, of the job is being able to have a conversation with the people around you, disagree, but still move the mission forward.
1: Schaefer, KMOV TV, St. Louis.
3: Hey, Ollie, congratulations. Uh, you mentioned having that conversation with Shilty and having his support on a personal level, just what does that mean for you as you embark
2: upon this new challenge and this new role? Uh, It was important. You prepare yourself and you're intentional about how you structure everything in a way to be equipped to, to be in the seat at some point. So to, to get here was exciting Uh, to be able to have a conversation and receive that support um, was meaningful uh, because it just gives you that piece of, you know what, it's, it's time and we're gonna go ahead and do this well. Um, so to answer your question, it was an important conversation for me and I'm glad I had it and I have the support and I'm looking forward to moving this thing forward.
3: And then I'm curious too, in whatever conversations you've had so far with players, what's been their reaction and their excitement for you in this opportunity?
2: Yeah, I've, I've talked to some of our core guys. Um, I, I've had a conversation with Yachty. Um, I've talked to Bueno and Goldie and Nolan and um, the support has been good. I'm looking forward to uh, to being able to lead those guys and and come alongside them and allow them to to reach all the rest of the goals that they have in mind for their careers and for this organization uh, collectively. So it'll be a great challenge that I'm looking forward to, but the overall support has been, uh, has been great.
1: Brian Walton. This is a question for Mo. Mo, you and Mr. DeWitt have been consistent talking about the importance of the organizational philosophy to develop within and the continuity we've seen the last couple bench coaches obviously be promoted upward. As you're looking at the the new bench coach, how do you weigh the importance of maintaining that continuity with the opportunity to bring in um, uh, another voice from the outside?
4: Well, I think it's a fair question, Brian, and one I don't know if we have the exact answer to yet. Um, Obviously, having that continuity is is a nice asset when you're thinking about um, growth opportunities for people internally. But there is the, the value of having somebody come in with an outside voice that might be able to really improve upon our product, if you will. And so I think that's just something that, that Ollie and, and the rest of the group, we just need to, to work through. Obviously, we do feel we have some internal candidates that would, would make quality bench coaches. But ultimately, we just got to decide what makes the most sense for us as we start to think about 2022.
1: One quick question for Ollie, too, please. All you mentioned Gary Larocque and uh, Mike Schilt and Mark Dijon as your influences, your mentors coming up. Now that you'll be a major league manager, uh, will whom, whom will you rely on for advice?
2: Um, I think the three you just mentioned will always be resources to me. Um, I have other people outside of the game um, from a leadership standpoint that have played a big role in, in, in me being able to do what I've done up to this point that I'll continue to rely on. Um, so uh, between, between those, um, I feel really confident in being able to continue to develop as a leader and just uh, being held accountable to uh, the responsibilities that come with, with this gig.
1: Okay, we'll take a couple more here. We're coming up on about 45 minutes. Um, Brandon Kiley, ESPN 101 St. Louis.
5: Yeah, this one's for Ollie. Uh, just a quick question. Can you
4: describe what your relationship is like with Jeff Albert and how long that relationship
2: goes back? Absolutely, Brandon. Um, gosh, I've known Jeff for a long time now. Uh, me and Jeff are, are good friends. He was uh, with he was with the Cardinals, I believe, in the '08. We were together. Uh, both of us lived in, in Jupiter during the off season and spent a lot of time together. Our family spent a lot of time together. Uh, even when he was with Houston, we spent a good bit of time together in, in Jupiter. Um, I've recently moved up north a little bit, and he's done the same. But as far as knowing each other, it, it's it's been it's been a while. Uh, my relationship with Jeff is is a good one um then I'm looking forward to continuing to collaborate with him as well as a quick follow-up how would you say you're hitting philosophies aligned yeah great question um I think if you just look at the game and, and where the game's headed and you look at the teams that are in the playoffs and what they do well um it's, it's been stated quite a bit throughout the year what that philosophy is I mean you have to drive baseball you gotta walk you gotta be able to do those things um holistically I think being well-rounded is, is also part of this, but as far as do my views align with Jeffs to answer your question? Yes, they do. Um, there's some things with, regarding messaging that we'll improve upon in order to get our players to do what he's wanting them to do and what they need to do in order to have success. But overall, um, a simple answer would be our philosophies align.
1: Ben Fredrickson, St. Louis Post Dispatch. Hey, Mo, I was
5: hoping to ask you about kind of some of the things you said are, you know, maybe getting warped about the role of the manager in the modern times. I guess the traditional sense has been the front office manages the roster, you know, the manager manages the games. um, And maybe that's maybe that's an outdated way of phrasing it is the better way to say it, the conversation is is includes all pregame and then once the game starts the game's in the manager's hands and it's discussed afterwards or or kind of what is the proper way to view it if the, if the view is outdated. Yeah so I, I don't
4: think like our front office is overly active with how you're thinking about like pregame preparation or or even like what Ali was trying to articulate is is when when you start the game there's almost like a script on how you want to think about following it. You know who's available, who isn't. You know, in certain scenarios, if you're winning who you're gonna use versus who you're, if you're losing. And all that we try to do from the front office standpoint is give these guys the tools and the toolbox to help make the best decisions. You know, if, if they wanna have like an open discussion on, on how we think about bullpen usage or starting pitcher usage, you know, we certainly will welcome that, but we're not like running downstairs and and I'm not throwing a piece of paper on his desk saying, like this is who you're gonna put in the lineup today. This is what your order is gonna be. And this is who you're gonna close the game with tonight. Like that just doesn't happen. This is much more organic. We want we just wanna give our major league staff resources that allow them to make the best decisions possible. And obviously from a analytical standpoint, we have the horsepower up here to help them do that. And. You know obviously as as Ali has stated we want it to be a collaborative environment we want it to be one that uh, is a two-way street and one that we can have just open conversations on this and and that's what we're going to welcome and you know candidly we, we've had that in a lot of ways so you know not a lot's changing there it's it's ultimately going to be just um you know giving them the tools
1: to make the best decisions Benjamin Hockman Louis post dispatch
6: uh Ali I wanted to ask you this real quick. Uh, we, we know about your relationship with many of the Cardinal mentors and Okendo and Dijon and the people you've mentioned. May I ask, who are some of your baseball mentors uh, from before entering uh, Pro Bowl? Man, that's a good
2: question. Um, a couple people come to mind that, that helped in my development uh, early on. Uh, John Pulowski's is one of them who was at the College of Charleston during, during my time there. Matt Heath is another one. Um, Chris Morris, I mean, there, there's, there's a list of people that poured into me um, early on um, and one of the most meaningful ones was Scott Foxhall as well. Um, so th- these are some of the names that have, that have been influential in getting me to pro ball and, and showing me kind of what it looked like to be able to sustain a career there um, and how to carry myself um, that aren't part of the, the Cardinal organization.
3: Congratulations to Ollie. He has been great to deal with and be around in recent years since he came up to St. Louis. No doubt that will continue here as he steps into this role as manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Thanks to you for listening. My name is Brett McMillan. For everybody involved with the program, we'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.